Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I really appreciate your presence. I hope you had a great day and I had a better one than yesterday. Um, but um, yes, we have to we have to rise up above the status quo, empower ourselves with knowledge, heal my dear friends, heal is the most important thing, and gain the confidence. And that only comes by um, by gaining knowledge, by externalizing your emotions uh, in a controlled way, by speaking, by talking, by discussing, uh, by sharing your thoughts, sharing your ideas, uh, empowering yourself with knowledge and balancing that status quo. Rise up together and we can do this together. Uh, so today I was, I'm going to talk about something that I was actually going to talk about uh, yesterday. Sati. Um, it's weird that I, I choose to talk about on, on the day that Ankita Singh passed away um, in another similar act, um, related act, which, which her ancestors, our ancestors were uh, brutally uh, burnt and, and taken away uh, from this world uh, to survive uh, invaders and their descendants are doing exactly the same thing because they are, we are currents and waves and until we don't understand the currents the waves will continue until we don't remove the garbage from our head heal uh, make sense of it understand the trajectory this will repeat itself and that's why we're having this conversations to trigger a, a discussion so that we can heal we can come to the table we can empower ourselves with knowledge uh, we can reconcile with our past um, apologize to the trauma that us and our psychic and our DNA has gone through and and go forward to a better and stronger life so let's talk about sati. A lot of people, most of the world and, and non-Hindus will say, oh, well, it's a Hindu wife burning, Hindu widow burning, which is absolutely uh, wrong. It's in the scriptures, blah, blah, blah. So um, let's start with going to the historical fact of of Sati. Sati was Shiva's wife. So I'll just go through it with you and then we'll talk about, we'll explain it. So. Daksha, Lord Brahma's uh, son, uh, Prajapati, considered the lord of, the, of all creatures, was entrusted with the duty to populate the universe. He and his wife, Prashuti, had many daughters who were married off to other deities and sages. Sati, his youngest daughter, was his favorite. Sati was the reincarnation of Adra Shakti, or the better half of Lord Shiva, which he had sacrificed to maintain the balance in the universe and was thus destined to marry Lord Shiva. But Daksha detested him and his hermetic, her, hermetic lifestyle. Sati grew up to be a beautiful maiden and she had innumerable suitors who wanted her hand in marriage. Sati, determined to fulfill her destiny, went to the Himalayas to meditate and appease Lord Shiva. Pleased with her devotion, he agreed to marry her at once. All the gods, all the deities attending her wedding, um, Daksha did not approve, however, of the marriage, but reluctantly gave his consent. 
After the wedding, Lord Shiva and the goddess Sati uh, made Kailash their abode and led a happy married life. Daksha felt insulted as he had to accept the hermetic, hermetic Lord Shiva as his son-in-law and decided to avenge his pride. Soon after, he organized a grand yagna. Um, um, invited all the gods, all the uh, deities except Lord Shiva. When uh, the deity, uh, when Sati found out about the yagna, she was furious at her father. She requested Lord Shiva to participate in it, but he refused. Lord Sati, uh, sorry, Sati, the deity Sati, was um, Shiva's wife. Sati determined to confront her father. She said, I am her, his daughter and he owes me an explanation. He cannot stop me from being welcomed to my own home. Lord Shiva, sensing the trouble, um, tried to stop the goddess Sh Sati, but she would not listen to any warning. When Sati arrived at her father's house, Daksha welcomed her coldly. He then proceeded to insult her husband in front of her, his guest. Enraged at his, her father's behavior, the furious um, wife of Lord Shiva, Sati, declared that she would not tolerate an insult to her husband. Invoking a sacrificial fire, Sati sacrificed herself. Lord Shiva was furious about learning about Sati's death. Unable to control his anger, he brought forth superior beings in uh, Viradhadra and Badrakali to behead the Daksha. And even though many other deities and saints and sages uh, tried to help Daksha, uh, tried to help Daksha, um, he was beheaded. Lord Brahma uh, pleaded to Lord Shiva to for his son's life and asked for forgiveness for his behavior. Lord Shiva calmed down and revived Daksha by replacing his head with a goat's head. Okay, that's a, that's a story. He placed God, uh, Goddess uh, Sati's body on his shoulder and started walking through the universe, neglecting his duties. The deities and sages were very, uh, were very concerned and approached Lord Shiva to restore balance in the universe. Lord Sh uh, Vishnu used his chakra, celestial weapon, the Sudarshan, to, to um, cut Sati's body into pieces which fell onto earth. The total number of body pieces were 52 and they fell on 52 different places. All these places are known as the 52 Shakti Pitas in, in uh, the Vedic um, ideology. And there is a Kali or Shakti temple in each of them. Lord Shiva returned to Mount Kailash to meditate and moan his wife's death. Um, the goddess Sati eventually returned to Lord Shiva by taking birth as Parvati. Um, so this is the real story of, of Sati. Now, this is mentioned in many of our texts. Um, however, over time this came to be known uh, this concept of saving your honor came to be known as sati. Okay, and uh, when invaders came or armies came, and we know how armies um, come to this uh, uh, practice, destroy this planet, destroy the land around them, invade, uh, occupy, torture, kill, butcher, rape, burn. 
Whichever the army, you can go anywhere in the world and armies invade lands, destroy human civilization, destroy the food chain. Um, and then they take women as, uh, they kill the men and they take women as uh, as, uh, vict- as a prize, okay? Whether it's prize uh, for themselves as wives, uh, whether it's a prize for rape, for... Um, you know, as dancing girls, it happens across the board. Across the board, it happened. Uh, it still happens today. In order to save their husbands, uh, save themselves from the honor, uh, on this land, um, women started jumping to the funeral pyre of their husbands. Um, and this became an act this became a ritual, a tradition over time. Um, and um, widows, even those who were not uh, husbands who did not die to war, but died to illness or young or, or, or for different other reasons, their wives had to, uh, their wives had to commit, um, their wives had to, um, you know, however young they were, die in the funeral pyre, okay? It became a ritual, and it, because Shiva was such a huge figure, uh, because Shiva is such a huge, uh, uh, a huge um, iconic figure, anything that he did and his wife did became a ritual. And this ritual became known as Sati, because she, his wife Sati, uh, saved her honor and the honor of her husband by cremating herself in the in a pyre in the yagna pyre, this was not supposed. This is not what she wanted. Out of a fit of anger, she did something that she should never have done. Okay, uh, looking back now, it was wrong. But having said that, uh, people who took up this practice and and sages and pundits who who made this a ritual um, as a way out of the darkness to survive and out of their ignorance, and then made it a ritual practice, and this went on for a very long time. Um, this ended up, um, this, hap- this also took course in another form, in the form of Johar, okay? Now, Johar is completely, is, is different from that, well, somewhat the same, but uh, it is important to understand what Johar is. Um, one of the... Uh, Many writers and historians have um, have asked what Johar is. It's a ritualistic act that women of the Rajput clans indulged in and consisted of dressing themselves up in finery and then burning themselves to death. This was the last resort by Rajput women to stop being made part of Muslim harems. So when the Islamic invaders came into India, they, we know, would take women as slaves, as sex slaves, into their harems in order to save themselves and their harems uh, from being sex slaves, to to save themselves... um, To save themselves from being tortured, butchered, uh, used as as uh, property, as Islam does to its women, we know it it treats them as property. Um, this became uh, an act 
of uh, revenge, an act of uh, mass suicide, so to say, to save their honor. This went on for a very long time because we know the Islamic invaders went on with their butchering um, for um, hundreds of years. And this became a part of society. We know that during um, the partition of India, many, many people killed their daughters, especially Sikhs in, in the Punjab. They would take out their sword, ask their daughters to bow their heads down, and they would chop off their daughters' heads, knowing, knowing that it was going to hurt them uh, and, and, and destroy them. But they would rather kill their daughters than see their daughters be abused and raped uh, by Islamic men uh, and, the, and the torture that was happening during the part partition. Uh, and this, my dear friend, went on for a very long time. It is called Johar. So not much of, was heard about Johar before the arrival of the Islamic invaders. This act only surfaced with the advent of Islamic conquerors. Islam uh, entered India around uh, 711 and, and the 9th century and um, remained, still remains in India. They defeated the local rulers of North India, the Rajputs, uh, and established their rule. The Rajputs were brave, but bravery is not a substitute for victory. A lack of strategic sense and petty rivalries, because the Rajputs were uh, many kingdoms, okay, small, small uh, kingdoms that um, were uh, a fall off of the Gupta Empire. So when the Gupta Empire collapsed, uh, they uh, had they, they got divided into many small states and kingdoms and each one fought with each other and the result was invasions. Uh, so the result of these defeats from almost, uh, thus in battle after the, ba uh, thus in battle after battle, the, the Rajputs were bested. Um, the result after these defeats were, was almost frightening as the Muslims invariably captured Rajputs Rajput women and forced them to convert to Islam and added them to their harems. Rajput women then became concubines of the Muslim rulers. To avoid this degradation, Rajput women began to immolate themselves by burning. Uh, Many people, um, many, many people wrote poetic connotations about this, but it's nothing poetic. It's mass suicide. Okay, we have to call it how it is. Uh, but we have to take a time out to to understand these women and the trauma it would have gone through. So, being burned alive, we understand, is is traumatic enough. It is torture. Uh, we can just hear Ankita's screams and we can understand, yet these people choose to commit mass suicide. Uh, many people all over the world, uh, uh, many tribes and women and tribal women around the world, kingdoms, uh, would commit mass suicide uh, to save themselves from the enemy. It happened all over the world. And it became more and more popular as the civilization uh, this planet uh, descended into feudal chaos. Um, it happened. It happens in, in in Europe. It happens in in um, in other countries. It happens everywhere in the world. Um, a lot of uh, and so this Johar existed for a very long time. It became. Uh, it existed even when the British came here. The Portuguese came here, uh, the French came here, and 
a lot of Indians at this point were, were a lot of people on the Indian sub, subcontinent at this point were rising up against this, starting to, to rise up against this and understand that this is a massive problem we cannot do it anymore. Uh, Proselytization was still going on. Um, women were being raped uh, at, it, at a mass level. Um, we know the Mopala genocide was one of those. The genocide in, in partition was one of those. The direct action day, uh, sin, um, the, what is modern day Pakistan. There's a lot going on. And so in order to save themselves, this was going on. Uh, they had Johar, they had Sati, they had widow rebuilding, widow uh, burning, but it was never something that was supposed to happen. It was an evil that developed out of society who was in torment, who was in distress, a society in decay, a society which was uh, had developed petty rulers, petty kingdoms fighting against each other and had to ally with the others to, to save themselves. Uh, there was chaos. There was no real uh, way of life going on. The, the Vedic civilization had come to an end and there was no control of, of anything. The last, the last real empire to have some sort of uh, hold over the subcontinent was the Gupta Empire and after that it was all um, it was all um, petty fighting coming down um, you know like tor torrents um, whether it was local kingdoms or uh, foreign invaders um, came it came down 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 until we came to the British uh, why am I talking to you about this? Uh, because, like I said, everything that happens is a frequency and it's embedded. This frequency uh, is planet-wide, is cosmic, okay? We are cosmic beings and we are made out of frequencies, cymatic frequencies. Our breath is a frequency, our, um, our DNA is a frequency, our body, our flesh is a frequency and uh, frequency, um, the frequencies uh, subtract and um, waxes and veins. And everything that the frequency goes through will leave a mark. It leaves a mark on our DNA. And that DNA then is cyclic like currents and waves and it repeats and repeats and repeats. The labels will change, but the mentality will not. Because it's not the labels that define the mentality. It is the mentality that defines the label. So, um, we have not talked about this, and this goes on, this burning goes on in our lives again and again and again and again. We have to understand those times, and we have to understand that we were weak, we were fighting, we were, the subcontinent was very uh, a place of, of trauma. Um, there was a lot of money, and everyone wanted the money. It was not peace and love. Um, and so people, whether local kingdoms uh, that evolved from, from the subcontinent or local kingdoms that, uh, that uh, invaders that came from outside, there was war, there was trauma and war. And trauma, as we know, we know in Ukraine, it's not going to settle tomorrow. It takes generations to settle. You think the people of this time had generations? No, before one war could end, the other war came. Before the other war could end, the third war came. Because these were small kingdoms fighting for land. And land means money, land means taxes, land means, uh, you know... Um, means wealth and power and that's the only thing that they had in those days and so the moment they won a battle they would take the women and rape them and burn them alive and so the women burned themselves alive and and not only that this became a 
uh, this became a tradition. Now, all of this is embedded in our psychic and until we do not remove it, uh, cases like Ankita will happen again because we are still weak. We are still being uh, subjugated. We are still being misused. We are still being sold to the highest bidder by the government, uh, by the government who ruled us for the 60 of the last 75 years. Uh, we were sold lock, stock and barrel. And we were allowed to be uh, emotionally, mentally tormented, ashamed. We were allowed to be... Um, we, we were allowed ourselves to be sold to the highest bidder uh, for lies, for money and power. Uh, and as a result of that, we've become, we've been emotionally, um, um, psychologically abused. And we've become weak. And when we're weak, people take advantage of us. Um, and that's why this... Uh, cases like Ankita have happened all over the country and and women are turning up in body bags. Um, there is a lot going on that the Congress never talked about, that the left never talks about, that the ecosystem, whether right or left, still refuses to talk about. They just refuse to talk about this. Even Ankita's murder, no one, hardly anyone talks about it, but it happened. Anything that happened, uh, it, it, you say one thing against the Prophet Muhammad and all, hell's break, all hell breaks loose, but uh, these colonial invaders and their arrogance does not stop one single bit. Uh, and so you can stop it by healing on the inside, understanding what happened, understanding that we were fighting with each other, understanding that we were weak, understanding we had no knowledge, and we have to rebuild this knowledge, not to negativity, but to understanding our ancestors. They live with us, hearing their screams, their cries, and, and making your peace with them, talking to them that they still live in us, and, and understanding their, their, their trauma, the, 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 the life that they went through, and, um, and apologizing to our, our um, ancestors for the trauma that they all uh, had to go through. Um, and little by little, having that conversation, writing, writing, externalizing, having a voice, saying, talking about it, uh, and rebuilding your lives, rebuilding your lives individually, uh, healing from the inside, um, and 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 committing yourselves to to going forward through uh, positive energy, to healing, through um, to therapy. Uh, you know, uh, that's how I do it. Uh, I talk to my ancestors. I talk to them. People say, but you're mad. I'm not. That's the only way I heal. Um, and to understand the trauma, what they did, slowly by slowly, rising above the status quo. And once you heal, you'll meet people who healed. Once you're weak, you meet people who are weak. So Ankita was weak. She met someone who was weak, and it exploded in all directions. But if you're if you're healed, you meet people who are healed. If you have a conversation, you meet people who can have a conversation. If you are uh, at peace with yourself, you meet people who are uh, peace with yourself. You can rise up above the status quo and you can um, and and you can give Ankita's family peace you can give people like her peace you can you can make sure that you're the not you're not the next victim you don't uh, you can make sure that you don't succumb to these colonial and uh, arrogance of these colonial invaders their colonial hangover and you can stand up and say no 
Uh, this happened out of uh, a society in decay. This happened during a society um, that went haywire uh, because we were too big, too rich, too strong, and somewhere up the line the cycle came down and people took advantage of the weakness of the society and, and, and abused her from the inside and from the outside too. Uh, internally, uh, the clergy, the orthodox abused her, abused her civilians, uh, the leadership of the different kingdoms went haywire, and it is not something that, that Hinduism proscribes, it is not something that any society proscribes, uh, but it's a society that went decay through uh, infighting, uh, wealth, power, uh, misuse of our knowledge, um, and, and, and yes, we acknowledge that this happened, but we can change the status quo, we can rise above the status quo, and we can make it better. It is not something that is religious, it's not something that's prescribed, and it's not something that can be used as a bait to proselytize. And that is one of the reasons I'm talking to you about this. As an ex-Christian, I know that the Christian church, I know that the, um, the Muslims use this, Okay, uh, as a bait to convert people. Now, I, I can tell you right off the bat, because the society was weak, that the uh, colonial invaders who came through this land and converted a lot of our people, so today's Muslims, today's Christians, people like me, uh, were one point of time uh, part uh, uh, Hind, considered Hindic. Uh, but our ancestors uh, were weak, and because we were weak, uh, we, there was infighting, we were weak, so uh, people who came, invaders who came from the outside, and, and local invaders who fought each other uh, also, managed to convert us, okay, and because we were weak, we ended up, you know, aligning with someone else, being part of someone else's uh, political alliance, and now that political alliance is called uh, religion, uh, but that political alliance then made us the Christians who we were, then made us the Muslims who we are today, but we were all at one time weak. In that weakness also, there were a lot of people who would have run away from this life, uh, from this very patriarchal life that this society had become. Um, very, very patriarchal life uh, of the upper class, of the feudal class, uh, a lot of women who were weak, a lot of women who were uh, traumatized by what was going on, would have changed sides gladly uh, also to run away because this would have been traumatic. I don't care how good it is, how poetic it is, how much you want to save yourself, it would have traumatized a lot of those who, who survived. And, and, and they would not have wanted to be part of this. And so today, uh, they have, so at one point in time, they would have themselves given up this, uh, this uh, way of life and moved to another political side. And that's why you have lots of lots of people who um, became Muslim in, in, in different groups, different uh, societies. Um, um, and, and today we've got this divide and rule going on. So we have to understand why we came to this point. Uh, a lot also uh, of times um, people would be taken as uh, people um, 
women would be abducted by these invaders and forced to convert, forced to eat meat when they finally were f fled from their from their captives, uh, from their captivity. Uh, they would go back to their homes, but they would not be allowed to come back for, to their homes because they were considered impure. So anyone who was captured by a Muslim ruler or Christian ruler and finally s saved themselves and ran back. They, re they refused to be taken home, and as a result of which they would commit suicide, which is this burning, this Johar did, because they did not want to be part of an Islamic uh, state, they did not want to be part of the Christian state, and they, did not, they could not go back home. And so invariably they would commit sati or, or this, uh, this burning, and, and this was a, a fact of life, this happened, we have to acknowledge it, uh, in order for us to go forward, a lot of my ancestors would have said would have been captured by um, by the by the, the Christian invaders. A lot of them would have been forced to convert to save their lives. A lot of them would have also. Um, either that or be burnt by the Christians themselves, a lot of them, a lot of them uh, were at one point would also commit uh, an act of johar or an act of uh, of burning themselves because um, they would not be taken back to their own uh, families, to their own villages because they were considered impure. So that's another way that this act of widow uh, burning or um, 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 johar would take place. Uh, another one would be, have been when um, the, like I said, the husband died for illness because there was a lot of illness on this land. Uh, we we have talked about this before. Um, there were a lot of pandemics. Uh, the Middle East is a very uh, geological difficult zone to live in. Uh, as a result of this, there were many earthquakes. There were many volcanic eruptions. People fled, and when they fled, uh, a lot of times they would be sick, there would be sickness, there would be disease, and they all offloaded onto the Indian subcontinent. Because they offloaded onto the Indian subcontinent, there was a lot of disease that came onto this land. Uh, they brought with them a lot of ailments. Not to say that it's bad or wrong, but this then propagated and propagated and propagated, very much like the COVID. I mean, you know, it, you know, you can't blame someone, but the bottom line is there are many volcanic eruptions that happen, and it, it brought with them chaos, disruption in civil society, uh, civil life, uh, and this this um, chaos and disease that then came to the Indian subcontinent, and it propagated itself. If uh, in villages where you know husbands had died and husbands would lose their lives or whatever type of illness and diseases, the, the women uh, would have to then at one point uh, take her life in, in uh, uh, take her life in, in, um, in an act of saving her honor. So this was one of the ways that it happened and it's, it's really, really sad that it happened. Um, but it, because we refuse to talk about this, this continues. This completely continues. And it's diff and, and, and uh, it doesn't matter what label you have, doesn't matter. Uh, the anger and the trauma on the inside, the fire is still burning on the inside. Our ancestors are still screaming on the inside. They live in us. 
They live, their memory lives in our DNA and they're screaming for help. They're screaming for acknowledgement of their sacrifice that we may live today. And we have to acknowledge that sacrifice. We have to acknowledge their journey. We have to acknowledge what they did to save this land um, and say thank you and say we will meet you again one day. And we will make life better by uh, talking about you, by healing, by by spreading the concept, the, 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 the knowledge about them uh, and by... By externalizing our emotions. If we do not externalize our emotions, it will remain in us. The anger remains in us. We get sick and we attract uh, similar acts of violence in our lives. We keep attracting this and, and it will never heal. So you can't just say, I'm only going to think positive and I'm going to just uh, go forward from here. Um, uh, no, you have to undo the knots. You have to rework the chakras. You have to realign. Yagna means realign. But that comes from knowledge. It's not just a fire yagna. It is the yagna of, of knowledge. So you have to acknowledge the past. You have to acknowledge the junctions in life. What brought us to this junction? How we, we dealt with it? Uh, and then move forward. One of the reasons, like I said earlier, I'm bringing this up is because people uh, in uh, Christian uh, establishment and Islamic establishment is doing everything to proselytize and they are using sati as a whip to to uh, to um, to proselytize they refuse to accept they, they will tell lies they will tell you lies that it's in the scripture it's prescribed by the scripture it's prescribed by this it's prescribed by that uh, it's Hindu way of life it is wrong Yes, we know it's wrong. Not, nothing is right. But it happened in the society of DK when there were invasions. There were, uh, there were feudalism. There was rape. There was um, a fight, a tug of war for land and money, which happens in every society. And, and no narrative of God could save it. No narrative of God saved it. No narrative of God can make it better. Not some Abrahamic God. Not some Abrahamic invading God. Uh, not some Abrahamic colonial God. So they are using this as a whip. And I know for a fact that the Christians are using this. Uh, I know for a fact that uh, the Christians... The Roman Catholics are using it. They repeat it as a scourge on Hindu society. They repeat it as if to make you ashamed of, of, of yourself, shamed of your ancestors. And they will never say one thing that they did exactly the same um, because we are currents and waves. The currents are the same, but... And, and, and the waves will be different. So every society did the same thing, not because we're different or we're the same, because we are all cosmic waves. There's nothing different between any land. Um, at every given time, there is a high tide in two places on the, same, on the same part of the planet. So there are waves. You go to the ocean, you see waves, you see waves on the beach in India. It's the same type of waves in Canada, in, the, in, the, in North America, in the States, in South America, in Europe. Waves are waves. They're the same everywhere. So we act the same way, just the labels will change. So it's important to understand the currents that form our waves. And, and uh, we know that in... in, in um, we know that in Christian Europe, there was, there was witch burning. People, women were burnt alive if they did not submit to, uh, to the ancestors. Um, they would not submit to uh, the Christian warlords. 
Uh, and similarly, if they were non-Christian, uh, look, uh, even before Christianity, this would have existed. Burning of witches in ancient Europe did exist uh, for a very long time. Um, it, it, it existed before Christianity and it existed after Christianity. So Christianity likes to say that, but ask Christianity how much, ask a pedophile priest next time he comes to you, how many witches did you, uh, you, uh, you burn? How many people did you burn? How many people who did not submit to your Christian life did you burn? Did your Christian empires burn? So why do you think that you can point the fingers at others to justify your uh, failures? How how many slaves did you uh, rape? How many slaves did you take? And you're talking about saving the world and salvation. You couldn't save yourself because there was burning of women in Europe too. It is absolutely disgusting that they refuse to talk about it. They talk about salvation too as a, uh, as a selective amnesia, uh, but they refuse to talk about what they did. Same thing with with the with the Muslims. Um, they had no problem burning you alive. They had no problem raping you. They had no problem uh, slitting your throat. It you you can see what happened to Kanayalal. It it's still continuing, and it can and it, this happened for fourteen hundred years in the Middle East and in, in on the Indian subcontinent. It has to be spoken about. People say, well, why are you so negative? Because it happened. You cannot forget the past because we're current and waves. If people don't talk about it, there are some others who have to talk about it because they're so selective and uh, they refuse to acknowledge the problem. And when the problem arises, they, they cry genocide, they cry fascism, they cry uh, hate speech, they cry haters, women of color, we're victim, we're, uh, we, are, um, we are Islamophobia, xenophobia, racism. They refuse to, however, do their homework and take a look at what the currents that form the waves are. And it will repeat. But they think that they can align themselves with a label, pretend that they're God's gift to planet Earth, and then pretend to be, uh, pretend to be um, holier than thou. Um, but the fact is that they're too lazy to do their homework. They refuse to look at every single angle. And then afterwards, they cry victimhood. And then they say, oh, we are a religion of peace. Uh, well, I'm sure, no, your religion of peace is you're part of the problem. You're not part of the solution. And that's why you're screaming. So before we get to that point, before the waves come to the beach and, and are too weak, you have to empower yourself with knowledge so that you don't sink into the ground, but you rise up and you go back into the ocean, join the ocean and power yourself again and come back as another wave. Uh, it is important for all of us to have this conversation. Sati happened. Um, it happened to save the women. It happened for honor, for the wrong reasons, and ended up uh, as honor uh, happening as honor for um, to save women from uh, Islamic invaders and other invaders also, whether local or external. Um, and um, it is still happening today in different formats. Uh, the mosques are absolutely preaching this to their uh, congregations of slaves, of gullibles. They are actually using this as a scourge uh, to proselytize, and they are using their men they're using their men and their 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 youth uh, as a scourge, as as people who uh, should um, proselytize to the maximum possible way. And if they don't proselytize, uh, if the people do not follow them, um, 
don't accept their, their advances, then they are using the scourge of, of burning people alive, killing them, butchering them, and, and taking their lives uh, because it's prescribed this burning of people. And, and Islam says, oh no, it's not us, we're a religion of peace. Quran uh, 4.56 does make it uh, an ideology. Uh, so when people blame Sati on the Indian subcontinent and say, oh, why are you no, it's a Hindu thing, it's so bad. Quran 4.56 is uh, what was the problem and the reason why uh, Johar took place and all the burning took place. And it has to be said, it has to be replicated, um, it has to be talked about. Um, and they're using this day in and day out and it has to be stopped by you having the conversation. So uh, it is important that we come to this junction. It's important to externalize. It's important to empower yourself with knowledge. Have that conversation and rise up above the status quo. We can change. Uh, do not let someone make you ashamed because... Uh, Every single society did this. Every single society all over the planet, they just talk about other people because they have no guts and no courage to talk about themselves. Um, they'll add all the frills and, and, and bows and arrows and, and paint them as a... Um, as, as, as some nice dainty religion from God. It's just a narrative to keep you ignorant uh, and keep you ashamed while uh, they colonize your mind. Uh, so this, my dear friend, unfortunately is sati. Um, I hope that we can have a conversation. I have uh, given you some incentive to have that conversation going forward uh please it is important share this with your friends your family your social media groups your 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 uh politicians your your local leaders uh any group you have have this conversation it is very very important so that we can all heal together thank you very much for your time and you have yourself a good day